Hello, fam. I am so excited to bring you today's episode. Welcome to Ceremony Circle Podcast. I am your host, shaman, and the best-selling author of Animal Power Book and Card Deck, Alison Charles Story. And today we are joined by someone very special to me. Her name is Tori Archbold, and she is the CEO and founder of Powerful Steps, an online community and platform for women making global impact. The business is driven by human connection, creating opportunities for leaders to find their ultimate power through a heart-led skill set and the power of strategic storytelling to add value to the companies that they lead or create. And Tori is definitely in her mastery with all of this work. She was the founder of her own brand communications agency called Torstar, was Australia's most high-profile brand and communications agency. And Torstar, they didn't get their reputation just from hype. The results were real with her trademark passion and integrity. She led her team of 22 staffers and 10 freelancers to deliver award-winning work with the world's top performing brands and celebrities from all over the world. And Tori believes in the power of human connection to create and deliver impact. And she resides normally in Sydney, Australia. But as you'll see in a moment, she is joining us from Brooklyn, my old stomping grounds. And you'll also hear in a moment that Tori was also a longtime client of mine. She's truly an incredible human with a truly incredible story and now has a truly incredible book that she's birthed out into the world, which I highly recommend you pick up. It's called Self-Belief is Your Superpower. And some of the magic that we cover today is our time together as shaman and client, the impact of that journey, her near-death experience and spiritual awakening her journey of being harassed and stalked for more than a decade and what that taught her. I'm in her book and I read some of what I share. It's done so beautifully. I just cannot speak highly enough about her book. Again, really recommend from a genuine place in my heart that you go and get it if it resonates. We also talk about how you can build your own personal brand and why one major key in doing so is standing with your values. Another unique aspect that we cover is the power of getting fired. I've been fired in my life. Tori's been fired. We definitely tell those amusing and intriguing and medicinal stories in today's show. And also the mantra she swears by for changing your life and drawing in miracles. And don't forget to stick around for the closing ceremony circle practice. It's a ritual that a monk teacher of hers shared with her more than a decade ago, and I have titled it The Secret Whispers of Life Shower Meditation. There is mega magic and supercharged medicine in this episode, fam, so I am so glad you're sitting with us today for Why Self-Belief is Your Superpower with Tori Archbold. The day has arrived. Oh my gosh, Tori. Yay, celebrating you. I actually do have a rattle with me. So I'm going to give some rattles to you and your beautiful book launch that you are currently experiencing. It's so good to see you. Oh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much for believing in the journey. And as I'm here in Brooklyn, she reminds me of when we first met and I guess life has come full circle. So thank you for having me today. Oh my gosh. Of course, you would start the episode by 
having so much humility and grace and non-ego and being able to just say to me, like, couldn't be here without you. I don't know that that's a hot, I mean, it might be, it's a true statement. And I think it's very clear you would have found your way without me, but thank you for saying that. I have been in a space lately where I more than ever feel the importance in me being honored and appreciated and respected and also doing the same for others who are paving the paths in the ways that they are and doing the deep inner work that they are. And so I just love that we began on that essence. And yes, for the soul fam joining us, this is a bit of like a trippy, multi-dimensional shamanic moment that Tori and I are experiencing. I'm going to give some context and paint the picture a little bit. So Starting more than five years ago, I get an email from Tori and she's saying something to the effect of she had seen a retreat I was doing in Malibu, I think it was. She couldn't make it because she she lives in Australia, but she was curious about mentorship. And those of you who have known of me and my work for a long time, you are probably aware I really don't work one-on-one with people really ever, and especially not in long-term capacities. But there was just something about Tori that piqued my interest. And so I said yes. And so we we were working together in a mentorship container, shaman client container for more than a couple of years. And while all of that was going on, I would sit in my apartment in Brooklyn and now here, fast forward more than five years later, I'm in my new home with my husband in Texas and now Tori is sitting in Brooklyn (laughs) and she's with her now husband that neither one of us had back when we started our mentorship and now she's in Brooklyn on her book tour and her book release. So it's just, I mean, do you feel how trippy that is? Because I do. You know what? I just feel that when you believe in the magic of life, what is meant for you finds you. And I'm so happy that you said yes to mentoring me all those years ago. And I do recall we were both going through this transformational phase where we knew that we wanted to give back to others. And we were really trying to find that way, but we were looking for that soul relationship that would support us and elevate us. I think those are the best ways to describe that. And very quickly, Luke came into your life and my husband, Craig, came into my life. And we were really lucky because we had that soul alignment, that capacity to give and love in return. And I think both of us really came from backgrounds where it was conditional love versus unconditional love. And I just feel really blessed that you said yes all those years ago when I was a single mama of one. (laughs) looking and asking for help because I really feel that as a woman it is so hard to say I need help Mm. and it is so hard to align with the perfect person to help you through to see the light at the end of that tunnel so yeah the synchronicities of life have definitely come full circle Mm. Alan I'm grateful to be on this podcast with you today so thank you oh my gosh you're so welcome and the other day I went back in our emails just because I wanted I was trying to get 
some memories brewing of how long ago it was that we met and when we started to work together. And so it was just pretty funny for me to scan through some of our like old school email exchanges and some of the notes from some of our sessions and different kundalini and third eye rituals. And I also saw some of the notes that bear and frog power animal came in and, and the Phoenix rising medicine came in and we would work with the goddess Isis card deck in some of your sessions. And it was pretty cool for me to just kind of go down memory lane and to reflect on the massive, potent, powerful, beautiful evolution from then to now. And I do want to give people a little bit of context because yes, while you recognize something in me that I carried a code or a transmission or a medicine that could help empower your new pathway forward, you had garnered a lot of success long before you showed up in my email inbox. And I would like for you to just explain a little bit to people your pre-journey before arriving to me and just the powerhouse business that you built before what you're doing now. No, oh, thanks. Al. It feels like it was a first journey and now this is a second journey, but it's, you know, you got to look back to look forward. So I started my first business when I was 24 years old and I started with zero money, no media connections, but I knew that I wanted to create and build powerful brands. And so here I was, this little Aussie in Sydney who had taken myself overseas to London. And in those days, you were only allowed to work for three months on the working holiday visa. And some gift that came from above enabled me and empowered me to work with the world's top media. So I worked for MTV London. I worked for Columbia TriStar, George Films, and I fell in love with the power of storytelling. I absolutely love the power of storytelling. There was something about listening to other people's stories that triggered something in me where I really felt that I could carve my way forward and attract the world's top performing retail brands, celebrities and influencers. So when I arrived back into Australia, I was 24 years old and I remember having coffee with an ex-boyfriend and I said to him, I'm going to start a communications agency. And he said, why would you do that? He said, you got no money, no connections. Why don't you just go and finish that interior design degree, get married, join a few clubs and just tick all the boxes and that'll be your life. And I remember just looking at him, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast. Anything. <laughs> out of that, just going, well, fuck you. You know what? I am better than that. And I don't want to rely on anyone else to be able to step into what I believe is my destiny and what I can create and build on my own. And so if you fast forward two, two decades, I had the top agents. I launched all the big American brands into that market. So everything from like ShopBop, Amazon, Neiman Marcus, if you flip across to the UK, it was brands like Mulberry, Misguided. If you name one of those top 10 retail brands in the world, I had some effect with them. Probably the one that I'm most renowned for is launching Zara into Australia, where we created an event and an experience where we had 22,000 people turn up on the day of launch, a million dollars in sales. We even had the editor of Vogue waiting in a queue because when I worked with Zara, it was all about equality. And I remember saying to the chief operating officer at the time who I was reporting into, how did you find me? Like, how did I get the gift of this brand that has taught me so much? And I remember him saying to me, we heard you were passionate. We heard you work with integrity, but most importantly, you deliver. 
Now, when I started my business, because I had no connections and I had no money, I'd anchored everything to my truth. And I felt that if I was going to build a powerful business, it had to be anchored to my values. And everything that I wanted to attract in life would be based on passion, integrity, and delivery. That's how I built my business. It's exactly the same when I shut the doors to Torstar and created Powerful Steps. I went back to that truth and that anchor because I knew that it would act as a super attractor. Now, while I was building this business and obviously delivering extraordinary results for other people, there was a side to me that I didn't share. And I'm sure that a lot of women can relate. And Marie Claire Magazine wrote about it in 2019, actually, just before we launched Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty into Australia, which was basically my pivotal moment to shut my business. And they said, your story is like success and survival. On one hand, people refer to you as this PR powerhouse, like all the big guns want to work with you. You have 22 staff. You've got 10 freelancers working with you. You're traveling all around the world. You're creating the best events, the best parties. Like, you know, I had this little black book of connections that most people would die to be a part of, but I wasn't happy inside. You know, I just wasn't happy inside. I'd go home and I was going through a lot of trauma. I was a single mum for 12 years of that time to my daughter, Bella. And during that time, I was stalked, harassed. My life was threatened, but I could never, ever speak out about it because I felt that if I did, my business would be in jeopardy, my reputation would be in jeopardy, that no one would want to work with me. And so I became a people pleaser. And it wasn't until I had a near-death experience back in 2013, which is now a decade ago, and I saw the other side and I wasn't prepared and I wanted to come back home, aka back to Mother Earth. Well, okay, so <laughs> let's let's because there's so many powerful teachings and medicines in this. So I want to track back. So hold where you're at, bookmark in your brain where you're at in the journey. But I want to first re-emphasize that point you were making because it stood out to me in your book. For those watching the video, here here is the beautiful. We'll book right that. here. <laughs> Yay. It's gorgeous. I love that you went with this bright fuchsia. And the book is titled Self-Belief is Your Superpower. And in the entire book, one section that really jumped out that I highlighted in my notes was what you were just sharing about the values being so important. And I wanted to understand and hear from you right now, why why was that the main key? Why was standing in your values? They were integrity, passion, and what was the other one? And delivery. Delivering. Yeah. yeah. Why, why is that a main key in building one's brand? Because a lot of the people that listen to this show, they're like you and I, they're both deeply devoted to the spiritual path, but also entrepreneurs and you know, have their own healing businesses and things like that. So I think this explanation could be really helpful to them. It's really important. Like your values act as a super attractor. So you're living and breathing those three values. I always say anchor it to three because if you splinter it off into five and six, it's just like there's too much out there, right? And what mm -hmm. you want to do is you want to attract the right people into your life. So when I look at saying to my clients or people that go through our programs or even if you read the book, what are the core values that make you? I'll give you an example of why I chose mine. So I'm a passionate person, right? I'm high energy. I love um, connecting with other passionate people that are making a difference. So for me, I wanted to attract people that were passionate about creating and building brands, passionate about delivering value to others, passionate about making a difference, right? 
that was really important to me. So if I live and breathe that passion, I turn up as a passionate person, just like that Zara example that I gave you, they were passionate as well. Mm. They knew that they had a brand that they wanted to take around the world, but they didn't want to just work with someone that was like, you know what, I'm just going to tick a box and launch the brand. They wanted someone that was equally excited. So why did I win that business? I spoke to them about my passion. You know, I'd been to the store in Paris. I'd been to the store in Rome. I'd experienced it before it had come to Australia, which meant that I was able to speak with authenticity and passion before it had even launched, okay? Which placed my energetic fields into what we were able to create for that brand, okay? Because if I was a box ticker, we just would have ticked all the boxes. And then there would have been no passion there. (laughs) Would have been no passion. But I was so passionate to put on that first pair of, you know, red leather pants that they gave me. And they're like, go rock that on the red carpet, Tori, because normally I'm all in black. And I was like, wow, this is a great new experience. I'm going to put on those red leather pants because I'm passionate about being a spokesperson for that brand because I believed in it, right? Now, the integrity piece for me, I mean, it's pretty simple. I didn't want to work with assholes. And coming from a media background, and I know that you feel the same about this, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes and there still is where there's an undercurrency of things that should not happen. And I didn't want to attract that into my business. I just wanted the good stuff. So integrity for me is really important. Mm -hmm. And it's still important in my business, Powerful Steps. We get a lot of people that want to work with us. And I say no, because I don't feel that the connection's right. Mm. And so I really feel in and trust my intuition around that as to never take a job just for the money. Because again, ticking the box. Speaking right? of that, one quick funny story, and I won't name names and get into the details, but you just sparked a memory when I was looking back on those five-year-old emails. Yeah. And there, there was a workshop in Australia, like an intuitive reading yeah. workshop. That, and I won't give too many details. Oh my gosh, yes, and the rattlesnake. And you emailed me and you were like, Al, I only lasted two of the five days in this workshop. This man, he's not real. He's not an integrity. He's just in it for the money. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a snake. But I was just laughing when I read that email. And guess what? I was so right because he ended up running a Ponzi scheme. So I was so right with it. So you've got to feel in, right? That's so funny. And then he said to me, you're late. And I was like, I'm just picking up my daughter to come and do what you do on a Sunday. You have to give me, I can't remember how much it was, 20 or $50 to my snake foundation in South Africa. And I was thinking, what the fuckity fuck? Like, absolutely not am I donating because that's going to go straight into your fund. So it's your ability when you're anchored <laughs> as a businesswoman or a businessman into your values that will take you away from situations like that. Mm. Yeah. And the third one for me is always delivery because I'm only as good as this last podcast chat with your audience or that last coffee meeting that I step into or that last program that I deliver for others or the book for that instance. It's that lasting memory that you give people, that footprint that enables them to keep coming back and going on that journey with you. So we would not be sitting here today if I had not had that energetic field with you that was based on passion because I was passionate about the transformation. Mm-hmm, I was also were. passionate about what you were doing, integrity, because I knew you worked with integrity and I knew you weren't a rattlesnake. And <laughs> thirdly, delivery. It's because I had that breakthrough, right? And we've kept in contact over the years. And even though we haven't met in person yet, we've always said yes to each other because of the integrity piece. So when you look at your values, 
I also think it goes across into your values with your friendships as well. Yeah. And so really look at what you're saying yes to and say no to things that don't feel right because it's likely that they're not right. Yeah. And then in, in, in the nose, it helps to clarify that energy field that you keep referencing. It, it strengthens and puts added direction and focus into what you should be saying yes to. And then the other part that I wanted to go into the nucleus more of, actually there were two. The first one being how you have become known as the PR maven, like the go-to person for all of these huge global brands. And like you said, you've got a team of 22 employees and you're delivering and you're doing all the things and you're, you have built this empire and there was this whole other side of you and your life simultaneously going on. And I want the people to, the folks listening to really understand the severity of that real earthly experience that you're having with your ex who is the father of your daughter. And, you know, you were stalked, I believe, for like a decade. Over a decade. And it's sometimes up to 100 times a day. So I was one of the first people in New South Wales, which is a state in Australia, to get a restraining order for people that had actually electronically stalked you. And it was pretty crazy. And to place it into perspective, the editor of Marie Claire magazine always jokes with me, Tori, we have two big legal bills for Marie Claire in the decade that I've been working there. And one of them was for your story. So only 10% of my story for legal reasons was able to be printed. So I'm happy to share a link. It's not online, but I'm happy to share a link that you can share to give background to your listeners. But you know what? I went to hell and back. And when you looked back in your notes and you were talking about me rising like the phoenix, like I literally burnt to the ground. I literally burnt to the ground. And it took a lot of a lot of guts to reach out and ask for help because when you're broken but you get up and you pretend you're not broken that's exhausting mm -hmm. and i feel that coming forward with that story and it actually has a lot to do with the last three brands that i launched into australia which were victoria's secret steve madden and drew barrymore's flower beauty and i always say to myself i'm given the three biggest brands in america for a reason because what had happened was I'd stepped back from my business to really focus on winning full custody, winning a restraining order. And I couldn't do that with 22 staff and flying around the world all the time and like nannies and, you know, all these people that I was responsible for. So I started to really create the space for myself to find out who I was, what the reason was, why I was given, and I now look back at it, the gift of that near-death experience why I was given the gift of that trauma was to understand that challenges always become possibilities and that when you pay forward your experience, you're saving another person's life. Like yeah, and so let's go into that really unique and powerful portal of that near-death experience because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was through that gateway that you really had your full-on spiritual awakening, at least one of the yeah. most profound ones. So if you could explain to people how that happened for you. Yeah, so I've always been able to see the runway of life, which is probably why I was able to deliver such extraordinary results for other people. Like I've always had visions of what needs to happen, how and when. 
And I never talked about it, but I just stepped into it. And because I was giving so much to everyone else and I had no gas left in the tank for myself, I remember, you know, 72 hours away from a flight to London, I was going to be hosting a big media event for a big retail brand over there. And I had media flying in from all around the world, but I could literally feel my body dying. Mm. Like I could feel it. And I knew that something was wrong, but it was like my daughter wanted something. The agency wanted something. My client wanted something. The media wanted something. I kept putting everyone first and first. And I was walking down the street to get a coffee. And my house is like literally two blocks from the coffee shop. It took me an hour, which should have been like a 10-minute walk. I literally, my whole body was just like, and still I stepped into people-pleasing mode. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. So what happened was I was at home alone. I was lying in bed. I felt my appendix burst. Like I felt the whole thing snap in my body. Luckily, I'd given my daughter to a friend and I think they thought I had food poisoning because I was like vomiting and I had nothing left to give. And thank goodness in hindsight that she was looked after and didn't get to experience this. And I had, um, I was trying to call for help and it was in, like, I mean, it was a decade ago now. My daughter had had my phone and she was quite young. Well, she would have been like 10 at the time now, looking back. Well, actually eight she was. She changed the passcode on my phone. So I couldn't call for help, but I could feel I was dying. And I had to wait for someone to call me. And I was such a private person that I didn't have like a massive friend. I had a massive connections, right? Because I had the little black book of connections. Anyone wanted anything, I'd help them. But was anyone helping me? And the answer was no. And so it was an ex-boyfriend and his father that actually saved my life, came into the house. He was an ex-surgeon. And he was like, this is not good. I got taken to hospital. And they had to stop the ambulance twice and revive me on the way. I then got operated on at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I remember before I went in, the surgeon said, do you just want a moment? Like, who's your next of kin? I haven't thought of any of these things. Like, I was an ultimate people pleaser. Who's going to look after your daughter? None of this was in play. Do you want more children? I hadn't even had a heartbeat to think about if I wanted more children. And I remember just leaning on this basin in this small bathroom next to the operating theatre, just going, whatever's meant to be will be, right? And I remember almost before I got put under, this just like whoosh of light. And it was like a calling of like, you can come back and show your daughter how life is meant to happen or you can walk on by. And I chose to come back. Whoa. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. just let the field, let's let the soul fam listening marinate in that for a second. Mm. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> And can you say, what was that, the messaging, you can either what or what? See the wall, you can either like float away. Like it, it was very, very clear. It's like you can either walk towards, and it wasn't because my life on earth wasn't over. It wasn't like it was full light that was dragging me that way. It was full light dragging me back to my daughter. And my daughter really is the key to everything because I trusted my intuition when I decided to say yes to giving birth to her. I trusted myself when I said no to her father when she was nine months old. I trusted myself to build a life for us and create a life for us, even though it was completely traumatic. And I didn't want to leave 
this lifetime knowing that I hadn't stood up for what was right. Mm. Oh, and- boom. She didn't want to leave this lifetime without having stood up for what was right. That's a mic drop right there. Yeah. And it's true because it's like I was given this gift of clarity because I was five days in life support in that hospital and I lost eight kilos in those five days. And I just, I just was like, oh, was this awful, like moaning shadow of myself. But what happened was I got crystal clear on who was taking for me, who wanted what for me and Mm. who was actually giving to me. Wow. And the givers were not the people that you would expect. And so I started getting all these messages break family patterns, remove all the toxic clients, remove the people in your business that are not no longer in alignment with who you are, create space for you, your daughter, your higher purpose. And honestly, whatever you believe in, there were hurdles for me to get to where I am now. It was not that simple. But three years later, I was in a much better place. Wow. But Yeah. I mean, this is really astounding. And I also have here when you were receiving the antibiotics and you asked your doctor when this would all end. Mm -hmm. And didn't he say it's not going to end until you put yourself first? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He gave me the best advice, which I'd pass on to everyone. It's like a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. So I did 12 rounds of antibiotics. So for anyone listening, I mean, that's just like poison. I just could not get better. And he literally said to me, it's going to take six months to recover. And I'm like, I've got events, I've got people, I, you know, do you want to fly? I'm hosting an event. He's like, you can forget all of that. I had to learn how to walk again, how to go to the toilet. I couldn't drive my daughter to school. Yet I had family around me that weren't willing to do that for us. So my daughter used to lie in bed with me and just help me go to the bathroom, you know, make me food. It's just so wow. young. Wow. And I'll never forget that because I got clarity on so much. But he said to me, a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. And when you place yourself first and you start saying no to other people, they're not going to like it. And he said, you also have to say no to your daughter as well. Whatever is not your highest and greatest good, you say no to. And ever since I had that advice 10 years ago, it was an absolute game changer, Al, because it created the space for new beginnings. Mm-hmm. It created the space for me to tie up all the loose ends that were hanging over me. So instead of taking the multi-million dollar payout for my business from a media company in New York, I said yes to myself. So I said no to the money, yes to myself, created space. I got rid of half my team. I no longer speak to my family. And I'm okay with that as well. I shut out friends that we're just there for the good times and not for the bad times, you know? And what happened was I got a better energy of people. So if you anchor what happened to me personally and also from a business perspective with my values, I was in alignment with my values with my business, which is why I attracted all of that great success. But I wasn't in alignment with my personal life. Mm. And so I had to step forward to actually claim who I was and not be afraid to share that story and that journey because I was so used to sharing everyone else's stories, putting them on front covers, right? putting them on top-rating TV shows or, 
the events that everyone talked about and the brands that people wanted to be aligned with, but I was not good at doing that for myself. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. <laughs> yes, yes. So this now segues us to more of the timeline where you and I are now yeah. connecting and meeting. And it just, it makes such sense. I'm even having some cool dots connect because, and what I'm about to say, it's not a hard and fast rule. And I'm not trying to say that every shaman has had a near-death experience, but to be quite frank, and I don't feel like right now is the time to get into the whole story, but I actually had a near-death experience yesterday. Yeah, it was, I mean, I knew I needed to show up and I wanted to show up for this interview today. There actually wasn't a question. It, it, it wafted through when I was processing yesterday what had occurred. I was like, do I really have it in me to get on Zoom tomorrow with Tori? And the, it quickly was a yes. So I'm here and I'm good. I've alchemized, but it's... I just journeyed through my own medicine of that type of experience. And in doing that yesterday, you know, I was just reflecting on how there are other, quite a few other shamans out there who have a near-death experience. And so in hearing you retell, I haven't heard you tell me that story now for many years. And in you retelling it, it just started to make more crystal clear sense why you were drawn to me and the shamanic medicine specifically and how I know by no means do you refer to yourself as a shamanic practitioner or a shaman, but as a shaman, I would definitely say that you carry shamanic essences with within you, even though that's not what you call yourself. And so that in a beautiful way and just present time was wafting in. And also, I want to ask you a question that I have gotten asked a lot. People, when they hear how I had this previous life, this quote unquote, winning, but lost life, you know, winning at all the things, but lost inside had my divine intervention, spiritual awakening. And they're just like, okay, it seems like you on, you turned on a dime from living the life you once led to living and complete surrender and devotion to the divine. They're like, how did you make that turn so clearly, so directly going from so much suffering and anguish and inner tor turmoil to really heeding the calls. And in he hearing you retell your story to me, that is evident in how you chose to operate as well. So I'm curious for you, why did it feel so easy or how did, how were you able so quickly to turn on a dime and change your life like that? Because I knew I deserved more. And I also knew that I could serve more, but I wasn't serving in the way that I was destined to serve, which is probably very true for you as well. So when we talk about stepping into how we're destined to serve, I always look at my tour star journey and I say to myself, that set me up for the journey that I'm on now. There is no wasted time in any of those life lessons or any of those success stories because it can easily be applied when you go forward into who you're meant to become. But I also think I got clarity because I took the time with that mantra, happy heart is a magnet for miracles. Mm -hmm. And I really integrated into, into my life. And I was really, really clear on saying yes to what I wanted and no to what wasn't for my highest and greatest good. And I also know that I reached out to you in 2017, 2018, which is kind of crazy now we're chatting about all this because 2017 was when I won the full custody and I remember 
this is so crazy. My friend's like, oh, you can date because I couldn't date for 12 years because I was so afraid of opening up that can of worms. And I remember saying, no, 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 I just need more time to myself. I need more time to myself. And people couldn't understand that. But I knew that that was my strength and my purpose was to understand nature, was to understand my divine purpose so that I could step forward. So every time I started manifesting something, it became reality or it came in a five-year cycle. Mm. So for those of you that are like listening and understanding, well, what's my purpose So 2017, 2018, I was standing on Montana Avenue in Santa Monica and I said to my daughter, take a photo at this exact spot. I don't know why I said it. She said, okay, mom. I said, one day something magical is going to happen on this street. I don't know what it is, but we're just going to mark this time because we were originally going to move to Santa Monica, right? Because I was birthing this whole new thing and I'd said goodbye to what didn't serve me and yes to what did. I interviewed someone on my podcast Two months ago in Scotland, they said to me, I want you to meet this lady called Zibby. I'm going to introduce you. And, you know, she owns bookstores. And I said, oh, okay, that'd be so nice. Thank you so much. I was sitting in Palm Springs last November with my daughter and I'd been scouting out what was working in this market for books and everything. And I came across this book and it was called Midlife Bites. And for some reason, I DM'd the lady that wrote it, and she's in Kansas. And I said, I want to interview you for my podcast. I think you are so funny. So I interviewed her and she said, I need to introduce you to my friend Zibby. So there's a lady in Scotland, right, that I must have interviewed. Zibby is in the field. Yeah, wait for this. There's a lady in Kansas. And then the lady in Kansas says to me, you know what? You really should come and do a book signing while you're in America in Santa Monica. I'm going to invite you and I'm going to be co-hosting it with Zibby on Montana Avenue in Santa And guess where the shop is in that exact spot that we took the photo. So I'm saying this to your audience because you know what, where you place your energy, it's really important that you really see your future and where you actually connect with people. Look at the signs. Like before I came on today, I was meditating and it was like the line came out again. And I think I also text you about a year ago, we're at a health retreat in Australia taking time out and the line was there as well. And I was like, oh my God, Al, like you you just, you never know what's going to happen. Like when I met my soulmate, he sent the energy of the ring through to me and he said, what do you think of this diamond? Because, you know, I know you love reading energy. And I said, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. He's like, yeah, I think that's the one. I thought we were going to fly to Singapore or Hong Kong to pick the diamond up because in Australia, you can't really get good diamonds, right? And he goes, it's in LA. I got engaged in Santa Monica. So for the last few years of my life, I've been wearing the energy of America on my ring, living in Australia, but knowing at some time I'm planting my energy in this market to serve others. So It's when you ask the question about how did you know, I don't necessarily think anyone knows what the answer is, but what you do know is that when you trust yourself and you trust the messages that are meant for you and you place your energy into really manifesting what you want that outcome to be, anything is possible. And that's the beauty now of, and I guess the privilege of what I'm able to teach others. Mm -hmm. It's, you can have it all, but you can have nothing. But you can have it all 
if you just wait for the right timing. Hearing what you've been sharing, it's taking me now to your book. And I know the pages that I'm on. I have that memorized. Um, So I was fortunate enough as Tori was working on her book, again, titled Self-Belief is Your Superpower. I highly recommend. The subtitle is Unleash Your Life Purpose, Own Your Power, and Become a Magnet for Miracles, all the things we've been talking about so far. And so she asked if I would be in the book, be a part of the book somehow. And you did such a great job, by the way. You know, when I read it for the first time, I was like, oh, this is really well written, really beautiful. I feel so honored to be a part of it. And and I just want to share. So I'm on pages, I believe it starts like page 190, then I'm specifically named. 191, I think. Yeah, 191. When you're ready to surrender, the right people come into your life as you trust your intuition and follow the signs. That's how I met you. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then, you know, so, so Tori wanted to share a bit about me and who I am, but then I think you emailed and you're like, it would be really powerful, actually, if you could give an example of a student or a client or someone that you've mentored that just really exhibits the energy of this book and what I'm teaching about. And I was like, well, hello, you know, I didn't tell her at the time initially, but I sent her back my answer and it was all about her. And so I I just... I've never cried so much. I was sitting in this wellness retreat and I've been working with all these Buddhist monks and I was not expecting that Al. And I remember just crying and crying and crying and just going, oh my gosh, like the power of what you gift to others and the power of what you gifted me by sharing that example, that just... Yeah, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Uh, Well, you're so welcome. And thank you for receiving it and letting your heart feel and have that cleansing moment with the tears when you opened up my email answer. And and it was 100% honest when I tuned in to, you know, who do I know or who have I worked with or mentored that would exhibit and embody the teachings of the self-belief and and what she's talking about in her book, like you by far and away were the person. So I just want to share a little bit about my response. This is from the book. I said, there are countless examples of clients who finally tapped into their own power to leave dysfunctional relationships, toxic workplaces, move across the world simply because they had learned how to hear the calls of the divine and it directed them to go there so that they could learn to trust their intuition and launch huge businesses and charitable organizations. But my time with you, Tori, comes to the forefront of my mind. Working with you could honestly be the example of what an ideal quote unquote student or client slash shaman dynamic is. You were unwavering. This is where I really want it to be heard and felt. You were unwavering and your willingness to grow to expand in your spiritual truth and calling, to do any and all work and practices required to get you into even clearer and stronger alignment with your new path. And there was simply nothing that could stop you or your soul's knowing that this new way must be born and shared with the world. You took responsibility, faced what needed to be faced, And you were and continue to be on fire in your ability to let the new that needs to be born through you happen. To witness you pivot from such a massive previous self-built career to shifting into a place where you can truly be of service for others and assist them 
and not just alleviating their suffering, but also truly step into the soul-aligned work they incarnated here to be of service with is astoundingly beautiful to watch. Still gets me every single time. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. It takes a lot of gumption and courage and just, I mean, all the things to to do what you have done and some of what I named, you know, that radical self-responsibility and the devotion, the willingness, like all the homework that I would give you, you were on it and you would be messaging me like in the process of doing it and you would always show up to the next session, like having so thoroughly applied yourself and you were just completely devotedly on board and on task and you faced yourself and you just did the most vital components to evolving and stepping into your true divine power. So it felt just perfect to to read that and to just honor you in real time during this interview. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Al. And for everyone that's listening as well, it's really important that you do show up because when you invest, I know so many people invest in a quick, fast solution. There is no quick, fast solution to life. You have to understand that there are going to be speed humps. And you need to actually say to yourself, well, one day I'm going to walk over them and it's no longer going to exist. And I'm going to be floating down the highway of life doing what I'm meant to be doing. But the speed humps will keep coming for you if you don't learn the lesson, which means you're not showing up. So the life lessons that always hit us, they're always on repeat and they're on repeat for a purpose. It's because you haven't learned the lesson. And so whatever's blocking you, the best advice I can give is face it, face that fear so that you can go over to that speed hump to the next phase of your life. And that's honestly what you taught me as well. By doing that homework, I was facing that speed hump and saying, it's not going to be an obstacle in my life anymore. I am going to be going down the highway of life mm -hmm. in a much better place and in alignment. And I do deserve unconditional love. And I do deserve to be surrounded by the right people. And with that in mind, I'm able to give more to others. Mm -hmm. And I do truly believe that whoever's listening to this right now, it's so important that you do ask for help that you do do the work, but most importantly, you get rid of what I call the trash. It's the takers. You need to be surrounded by people that believe in a mutual exchange of energy because that way you are able to step up and add more value to others. Mm -hmm. It's not that it has to be like an equal exchange, but it has to be something that they can give so that you have that beautiful flow in your life. Yeah. And I would love before we get to the closing ceremony circle ritual that you're going to guide us. And I want to cover a couple more things from your book. One area that also stood out to me because it was definitely a pivotal point in my life is the power of getting fired. And <laughs> yeah, and there was something really intriguing that only hit me, you know, when like, you might say something or read something for a decade, but then one day it just registers differently. Yes. That was my experience in your book. For the first time, I tapped into like even that phrase differently, you know, getting quote unquote fired and just the fire energy and how getting fired from a job can then literally be the ignition point to light a fire in your soul so that you get clarity 
to step onto the path that's truly meant for you. And so I wanted to just unpack that alchemy and that medicine of that a little bit with you, because in my own life, when I was living in New York City for a long, long time, working in television, I worked both as a talk show host on air, but also I worked in production for many shows. And at this time, I was doing that. I was working for some not not of healthy substance TV content, <laughs> I will just say that. And the universe was basically like, this lady is just going to keep bouncing, you know, because once you're in the TV industry, like you're in there and all the different production companies, different producers on different shows. And so if one show wraps and is done and no longer in production, it's, you know, if you're good at what you do, it's pretty easy to just keep circulating and going in these circles. And that's what was happening. I was just going from one show to the next. And this one particular show, I think it was a a show on the Discovery Network that I was working on, it was supposed to get picked up for, you know, season three or four or whatever. That's what we were told. And then one day, not long after we had been told that, I show up to the production office and I get called in by this supervising producer. And he's, I think his name was Chris. And he's like, hey, Allison, you know, had a really funny, dry sense of humor, uh, sense of humor and personality. And long story short, he's just like, like today's your last day. And I was like, say what? You know, I, I thought I was, you know, on, on a roll here. And I thought, you know, my next job was secured. And now you're telling me that when I walk out of this building today, like I'm never coming back to this show or this building. And it was that firing this, that unexpected firing that finally lit the fire under my ass that I needed and gave me the impetus to start to birth my own brand. It was from getting that fired in the TV industry that I launched my first website, which was called In Awe with Allie. And the AWE stood for Adventure, Wellness, and Empowerment. I haven't spoken wow. of this or thought of this in so many years, but that was my first like show on my own. And my first website was In Awe with Allie. I can see the logo right now, Adventure, Wellness, Empowerment. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's when I filmed me getting leech therapy. And like, I was kind of ahead of the times in terms of committing some of that stuff. Anyways, I don't know that I've ever shared that story here on Ceremony Circle, and it was also highlighted in your book. So anything else you want to add about the power of getting fired? I love it. Do you know what? You're not the only person that's going to get fired in this world and in this lifetime. And there are statistics that say you will get fired. You know, you will be asked to leave a job. It's just that it's a shock and it's unexpected. And my firing was in a TV production company as well. <laughs> so I just, and, you know, I said to them, this is amazing. How much are you going to pay me out? And I hadn't been there for very long. And I I'd asked the reasons why you're firing me. And they said, you don't know how to communicate, which I now laugh about because I had one of the top agencies in the world and I'm known as a communicator. You don't know how to deal with talent. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. And the third one was, um, you don't know how to send a courier. Well, I'm, I'm going to take that because I didn't know how to send a courier, but the other two became my career. So I booked a, um, a two-week trip to Bali. I bought myself the yellow journal and I used to sit there every day and write about what I actually wanted. And that's how my first business was birthed. Wow. Journaling and through being fired. And through being fired. Also, yeah. Wow. God, that's, I never really thought about it like that, but that's actually how it happened. And then I came back and I said to that guy, I want to start this business. And he goes, no, 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 no. You need to have three kids. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. So journaling when you do get fired is a powerful manifestation because I still have that journal. Like I have, I still got the journal notes of you and I. 
read through them often. I think it's really important when you get fired to just know that number one, you're not the only one. Number two, there's something greater in store for you. And number three, when you really work in alignment with your truth, anchor to your values, your intention, your purpose, you'll understand that that door shut for a reason. There's a bigger and better one that's going to open for you. And it always does. Yeah. 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 The last little button I'll put on that is like, I just, yeah, I want to speak one more time. I mean, I reference fire, the element of fire as the original shaman of all the universes. Like the, the element of fire is the most ancient, wisest living being entity known from my perspective. And so when you tap in and, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit, staying in this vein of this conversation we're having around getting fired, it just can give you a whole different context and perspective of you're working with the element of fire and in, in shamanism and spiritual different traditions, anytime, you know, even right now during this interview to prove it, I'll lift it up right now. Like I have the element of fire. I always light a candle during ceremony circle interviews and I have another candle burning at my altar just on the hall. And for me, having the presence of the alchemy, the power, the wisdom, the ancientness of fire with me when I'm doing certain prayers or significant work offerings, sending these transmissions out through Ceremony Circle, which is a very powerful, generous offering. And in a lot of spiritual traditions, when you want something to shift or you want to have a cremation ceremony to burn off ancestral family constellation things that need to go. You, you know, you do, you know, purification ceremonies, fire is involved in all of these most potent transformational prayers and experiences. And so I just kind of wanted to add another layer of the significance of that because it just stood out to me, like I said, for the first time in a different way. I was like, oh, you're getting fired. This is a great thing. So if anyone listening, it's so good. You can apply this as well, Al. I remember when, um, you know, I was going through what, who are the right people in my life? And you reminded me, I probably should have written about this in the book, but I got sent this picture of my daughter with a group of people. I won't name who they were, but there was this bonfire in the background, right? Now, they were a part of our family and they were all sitting there with their arms around each other and all the rest of them. They were supposed to be caring for my daughter while I was in recovery. Not one of them was touching my daughter, right? So there was no warmth, there was no love, and there, but there was this massive bonfire in the background. And I always remember that image and it just became so crystal clear to me, these are not my people. These are not my people and they're not the people for my daughter either. And a couple of years later, Bella and I, we'd removed ourselves from those people and we were doing this morning meditation in Bali with this incredible woman and healer. And I was doing my meditation and all of these family members that had passed over came into my meditation and with that bonfire and they said, we wish that we had the guts to do what you did. You broke patterns to generations. And it was through that bonfire, that one very clear image that all of a sudden I saw what wasn't right. You knew. And I knew. So you can use it for firing or you can use it for generational passions 
And it was just so, I just remember being in that meditation in Bali and it was so powerful because I woke up, I was like, oh my gosh, I made the right decision. The fire knows. Fire knows. I'm so glad we went into that. And honoring your time and knowing this is your last day in New York City and you and your husband are going to be leaving soon. We'll, we'll get to the closing ceremony practice now, but, you know, I just want to let the soul fam joining us know that Tori in so many different capacities and dimensions has gained mastery in how you can own your story and to own your power. And so that's another big part of the book that could be a whole other separate interview so maybe at some point i will have you back on it and we'll just focus on that aspect alone owning your story owning your power what does that mean you know how to do that uh but just know if that is speaking to you as i'm saying it and resonating you can get her book and learn how to do that because that's a huge foundational point for a ceremony circle it's the medicine of storytelling and how to do those things so just another example of, of some of the content in the book. And, and maybe now's a good time to let people know, especially people over here in the US or, or wherever, but like how, where can people get the book? Well, I think if you're online, it's Amazon, but then there's Barnes and Noble, WH Smith, I think it's over here. It's in Australia, the UK, Canada. Great. Yeah, so it's anywhere. Okay, really. perfect. And it's so exciting now when you actually walk in and obviously Zibby's bookshop in Santa Monica, where I'll be. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? It's just so nice just to walk into the bookshops and actually acknowledge the people that work in there and to meet them and to share with them the book because I don't think that they're expecting a random Aussie to come in and do that. <laughs> but I believe in human connection. I think it's really, really powerful. And so if anyone does buy the book and they have any questions, please just DM me because the gift of you purchasing that for your future self is a gift to me. Mm. And I'd love to know how it impacted your life because I know I was attracted to you, Al, through the power of your story. Mm. And it's always through the power of storytelling that you're able to transform and level up to the next level because you see something in someone else in yourself and it triggers a reaction for you to do the work and to become a better version of who you are today. Bingo. And how can they easily connect with you, DM you, find you? Instagram is at Powerful Steps and the website is powerful-steps.com. And believe it or not, I'm big on LinkedIn. Oh, cool. I, I love LinkedIn. A lot of people underestimate LinkedIn, but there are so many women out there who are entrepreneurial or lead big teams that have this beautiful spiritual side. And as you gain that high vibrational aspect in life where you're in a unique position to help others through your gifts, I think that leaders are the ones that we need to help the most. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Oh my goodness. Well, I am excited to experience this. Are you still going to do the morning shower? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause let's do the morning shower ritual because when I was burnt out like a crispy fried chicken many years ago, <laughs> I'm looking for all the answers. I'm at this health retreat in Thailand. Two things happened. This Buddhist monk, he sat me down and he said, pick a card. And I said, am I only allowed to pick one card? And he said, yes, one card the card he put in front of me and it was this warrior princess who had been shackled yeah but all the shackles were like one by one they'd like burst off and he pointed at the picture and he said 
this is going to be you. One by one, you're going to face your fears. And one by one, you're going to be the warrior princess that broke free. And you're going to stand up and you're going to be able to create and deliver impact. And of course, when you're in deep trauma, you're thinking, God, you know, I saw the shackles are there. How are these going to come off? I'm going to rise like the phoenix. And then you keep seeing like you are today with the fire, the phoenix, the lioness. I followed the signs. But he also gave me one other bit of advice to become that warrior princess. He said to me, Tori, you need to learn how to meditate. And of course, in those days, I was like, I'm too busy to meditate. I'm a single mom, <laughs> have a business. I don't have 40 minutes to do that. And he said, well, who has a shower with you? And I said, myself. And he said, that's where you're going to meditate every single morning. So my shower, no matter where I am in the world, and here I am in Brooklyn, in New York, I do the same thing. I have a little bottle of lavender oil, which I highly recommend. And I literally shut my eyes in the shower every morning and I get three drops of lavender oil and I inhale, exhale really, really deeply. So you can really like feel yourself like coming into your true essence. And what it does is it anchors you to Mother Earth. Now, sometimes what will happen is you'll see these beautiful crystals at the bottom and you can feel them at the bottom of the shower. So at the moment for me, like when I'm talking to you, I'm getting like citrine, rose, and like a purple amethyst as well. And so that's kind of the alchemy of what your body is meant to receive at that time. But most importantly, what it does when you anchor into it, every single day I get the secret whispers of life. I know exactly who I'm meant to connect with, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to serve, how I'm supposed to add value. If my body is really tired, it's okay to say no. I just listen to whatever it is that needs to happen. Now, sometimes this process can go for like a minute. Sometimes it goes for 30 minutes, but I just, whatever my body needs, I allow it to sink into it. And then I open my eyes and I'm able to walk into my day. Mm. Like it's really powerful. Now, what I also do at nighttime is I do the same thing, but I practice it with gratitude. Mm. Thank you so much that my life came full circle today, that I'm here with Alison five years later. I'm in the very same spot. Thank you that we're able to create this content that's going to deliver impact to others. Honestly, at one point in my life, I had to sleep with sleeping pills because I was so traumatized. Nothing stops me from sleeping. I sleep like a baby. Now, I've been doing this for over 10 years now. It's shifted energy in all parts of the world. It shifted my life. It's created opportunity. But most importantly, it's allowed me to step into synchronicities in life. And so a lot of people, I totally understand, they don't have an hour to meditate. But even if it's 30 seconds in the shower and you sink into that beautiful spirit that is your spirit, and you just allow your body to be, you will see the benefits. And I've been teaching this now for the last three, four years in Powerful Steps. Unbelievable results. But what I also do is you and I worked on a meditation that I wanted to be unique to all of my followers and community. And we named it together, actually, the Dream Delivery Meditation. And it's a manifestation journey as well. And 
for the women in our program that have done that three years ago, they imagine themselves in new roles, in new homes, in new countries, all of these things. I get messages almost daily now about, you're never going to believe it, Tori. I visualize that house. I just bought it. Or I visualize this move. Can you believe it just happened? Or I couldn't get pregnant and I got pregnant. Like unbelievable shifts. But the thing is the two work in tangent. So the work that you shared with me is so powerful, but also the work of that Buddhist monk and what he passed on to me, if you can practice the two of them together, like your dreams are there for you to step into. The impossible becomes possible. And it's so simple, you know? Yeah, I think that's the perfect place to end on because I also agree and most of the most powerful rituals and and ways of being and living that I share, they're the most simple. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, what you just said involved powerful steps and that's the name of your whole new venture and, and business that you've launched for yourself in order to be of greatest service for others. And so that felt like the perfect little ending point. And oh, I just want to thank the Soul Fam for sitting with us and joining us in this, you know, unique and special episode of Ceremony Circle, where I got to have a more than five years in the making full circle moment with Tori again as she sits in Brooklyn where I once sat when I would be mentoring her and now she's there with her book baby and her husband and oh gosh the glory of it all and such a testament again to the willingness and the devotion to all aspects that you embody so thank you for being who you are and for saying yes to birthing this book into the world so that you know it can support so so many so we'll of course link where you can get the book and her website and and her Instagram and the show notes. And then the day the episode comes out, it will be on my Instagram. So thank you again, Tori. Oh, Al, thank you. And thank you for showing up. We're going to go offline about your experience yesterday, Mm. but I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. My heart is your heart. (laughs) And we will sit together again next time. Woo-wee, what a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, 
If you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.